Beckham. Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Well, we have definitely had a little bit of taste of um, what uh, spring should feel like uh, the last few days. And, um, you know, one thing about here, it's amazing how fast uh, things dry up. And, uh, you know, we definitely had a a good, uh, you know, drying um, <clears throat> a period uh, with those few days that... Um, uh, be, with, between the breeze and, uh, and the warm weather definitely made a, a difference where you can definitely get out and, um, you know, walk around your, uh, your yard and, uh, kind of take a look around and see what uh, needs to be done. Uh, one of the things that, um, you know, you definitely want to, you know, put first on the list, uh, uh, if you, especially if you had crabgrass, you know, problems last year, uh, you want to apply that in the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks, you know, you want to get uh, that done, uh, by the end of this month, uh, so that, um, That'll work really, really well. And the same thing with uh, growbacks. Uh, you want to put that, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks of uh, this month, uh, as the temperature starts to go up, uh, you're going to see the grubs start to come up, especially if they were present there last year. Uh, do all your flower beds and do also all your, uh, you know, your lawn areas uh, with that. But uh, the crabgrass control, you know, put that down now. And I would also put down at the same time uh, lime. Um, so that, uh, you know, the, the pH uh, goes up a little bit and, uh, you, you definitely get everything else, uh, to work well. The, um, <clears throat> if you are going to be seeding, uh, make sure that you use the crabgrass control for seeding. Uh, the, you know, that, uh, there's a very, uh, you know, distinct difference there, to, you know, to use that. The, um, uh, also the, on the trees, uh, the, you know, the ortho tree and shrub protection, uh, use that, uh, as you do that once a year, especially on your pines, your spruces, your hemlocks, um, any of your, uh, your Japanese maples, uh, you want to make sure that, uh, you definitely want to get ahead of that. Uh, that over there, you, all you do, you, you mix it with water and you just soak the ground right around, uh, the tree to the drip line. Um, soak that in and you're pretty well done for the year. The stuff works phenomenal and definitely makes a huge, huge difference, uh, on you having to worry about, uh, to do it, um, you know, as far as, you know, spraying on the trees, this will prevent, you know, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, things from, you know, uh, insects from getting to it, especially on the spruces and the pines, uh, that sometimes, you know, once you lose part of it, that, you know, it does not come back. Um, the, uh, you know, as you, as you have seen, you know, the last couple of days, you know, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, there was hardly any daffodils out there blooming. And now, uh, you know, by the end of uh, the week, there was, uh, you know, by uh, yesterday and today, you can definitely see daffodils. You can start to see uh, uh, tulips pop up and, uh, you know, definitely shoot up. So the same thing happens with uh, with the weeds. So if you have areas, you know, in your driveways, if you got areas in your in your patios, this is the time that you really want to get, you want to get ahead of it. Uh, before they, um, they start to really get, uh, get in there and, uh, and that, the one of the best things to use on your driveways and pathways is, is ortho ground clear. And, uh, you know, on your patios and that you can use Roundup extended control. Uh, just, uh, spray that. In the areas where, you know, especially the areas that, uh, you've had weeds there before or trying to prevent that from, uh, you know, from happening. So the, uh, 
Uh, another thing that you know wakes up with the warm weather is the uh, insects. Uh, make sure that uh, you spray all around your house, around your uh, uh, garage doors, or your your in and out doors. Uh, um, uh, Ortho Home Defense Max is the best thing to use. You can use that in and out. Um, and uh, just uh, when you do it, make sure that you go up about uh, two to three feet up the wall and go out about three feet all the way around the um, uh, the house so that that will make sure that that the uh, <clears throat> that your you know the that um, the protection is there uh it, it works for about six to seven months um it is a water base so that you can use that um inside the house as well the um you know like i told you before as far as the the um the tree uh the the tree and shrub trimming um, you're just pretty much at the edge, as you have seen in the last couple of days. You know, the buds on the maples just showed up almost overnight. You're going to see things bud up very quickly now. So if you have to do any trimming, uh, make sure that you get to it, uh, you know, sooner than later, especially if you get uh, – these are some of the plants that you want to uh, trim, you know, it, at this time of the year, you know, all the spireas, you know, all your evergreens, the hollies, the boxwoods, uh, you know, the, the junipers, the taxes, the arborvitaes, these are all the ones that you can go ahead and trim at this time, give them a light trimming. The, um, and the junipers, uh, you can actually, if, you know, sometimes if they get to be bigger than what you need them, uh, you can cut those severely at this time of the year and uh, they will re-break very nicely and they will refill, uh, real nice. The, you know, the barberries, uh, the same thing there. Sometimes barberries have a tendency to get, uh, bigger than you need them to be. Um, just you can go ahead and cut those back as hard as you need them to be to fit, to fit the area, you know, that you have in. Um, your Alberta spruce, uh, you know, just give them a light touch that really keeps them nice and uh, shaped well. Uh, and the Alberta spruce also make sure that uh, uh, I would use that ortho uh, tree and shrub protection on those. Uh, they have a tendency to get mites and that, that will, that will definitely make a big difference to help them. Um, you know, soak that in. You know, your wygelias, your potentilla, these are plants that, uh, they need to be trimmed hard every year in order for them to be, uh, you know, to really perform well. Your clematis, uh, same thing there. Now you can start to see the buds on there just to remove all the dead wood off of it, clean it up, uh, and get it, you know, get it ready to go. The cotonia, the burning bush, uh, sometimes burning bush gets to be way, they get to be bigger than what, where you need them to be in the area that they're at. This is the only time of the year that you can cut those as hard as you can possibly, um, uh, can, uh, you know, just to make, you can cut them back hard enough to fit whatever area you have. They will re-break and they will refill. Um, you know, all your, all your hydrangeas, the paniculado hydrangeas, you want to make sure that you cut those down to a, uh, about six to eight inch basketball, uh, size, you know, at the bottom, let them rebreak right out of the bottom. All your, uh, Altias, uh, you want to, you know, you want to cut those out. The microphilias, the mopeds, you can start to see the buds now. So as you start to see the buds, go ahead and trim those. The, uh, <clears throat> at the same time, Make sure that you feed all your evergreens with holly tone and iron tone. Feed them heavy at this time of the year. This is this is the best time of the year. You can put it right on top of the ground. It does not have to be, you know, worked in. Uh, on your shrubs, just, uh, you know, plant tone and iron tone. Uh, the same thing there. Just, uh, you know, fill it all in. All your perennials, clean them up. Cut, you know, anything that you have left on there, cut those down. Clean up everything out of there. Feed them. Uh, feed them well. 
and then you can go back and mulch them uh, later. You, I, would, I would also make sure that you spring at this time of the year. That will save you a tremendous amount of work when it comes to weeding. Um, when you, you know, make sure that you have a good shaker uh, so that when you're walking through there, uh, put it down as if you were salting a hamburger. You, you know, you can you want to see it nice and even all over. And then when you're done planting, whether you're planting flowers or you're planting shrubs whatever you're planting in your flower beds when you're all done apply that again and you should be pretty well done for the year they should really make a huge difference from a standpoint of work wise you know for you for the rest of you know for the rest of the year um the um you know, those are some of the things that uh, you definitely want to make sure as we get into the planting season. Um, you know, you know, next week or so, the weather starts to look, you know, it's starting to go up the temperatures, uh, as it's drying up, as you start planting, uh, just really make sure that before you go to plant, you know, take the time to, to plan it out. Make sure that whatever you're going to do, whatever project you're going to do, look where, you, look where you're at, look at the, uh, the drainage, uh, that is probably the number one thing that you want to look Look at things will never do well if the drainage is not right. Um, also, take a look at the um, the protection where uh, the area is, the amount of sun and shade that it that's in that area that you're going to be doing. Um, these are all things that will really make sure that uh, will ensure the success of whatever you're going to do. The next thing that you want to take a look at is the soil. Uh, you want to make sure that the soil is very pliable; it drains well. Um, one of the best things to use in there is soil perfector with planting mix. Work that all in with your existing soil, and you'll wind up with instant great soil uh, to work with. If you're going to be planting, you know, this, that is the best way to do it. Great time now to start splitting the perennials. What you're going to see in the next few days, you're going to go from seeing nothing. All of a sudden, you're going to see those perennials get to be about an inch or two. Best time to transplant perennials or break them up or re uh, or divide them is when they really start to come out of the ground that they're about an inch to two inches in height dig up the whole clump split them up and then replant them prepare the ground whatever you're going to plant them at um you know one of the best things to use when when you're planting or transplanting is biotone starter plus uh this stuff is phenomenal what it does to the root system and how it makes the plants really react to the uh to the new uh growing growing area it's pretty amazing so make sure that uh whenever you're transplanting things use a biotone starter plus that uh it will definitely ensure the um you know the the growth of the plant um just to take a little planning you know to, to do these things if you put uh cover crops like uh, weed uh, you know wheat uh, uh winter wheat last fall or winter rye uh now is the time you can go ahead and cut that down and start uh, working it in as the weather dries up just go ahead and work that into the soil so that it really gets to be nice and broken down and uh and it gets uh, ready to you know to to till in so that uh, you can go ahead and plant in there you are listening to garden with angelo our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111 we'll take a very short pause we'll be right back Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petit. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216 578 1100 or 216 578 1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Great. How are you doing today? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Um, I got two questions here. First, um, I purchased a trumpet vine uh, from the Strongsville store last year and planted it. It was about in June, planted it, and uh, grew 
quite a bit uh, in that short time, but I had no um, flowers on it. And I don't know what I did or if I did anything wrong, but uh, didn't get any flowers on it all, all season. Yeah, sometimes what happens on Trump advice, if they're young, uh, they will not produce, uh, you know, much flowers or, or sometimes they, they'll produce none, but they, uh, you will definitely get plenty of flowers on there this year. Um, they produce on new wood, so if the plant gets to be bigger than um, the space that you have it in, uh, don't be afraid to trim it uh, pretty much all summer long. Okay. Um, because it reproduces, uh, all the flowering, uh, all comes on the new wood, not on the old wood. Uh, so you can keep it pretty much in check in the area that you have it in. Now, what I did was I, in, um, in the fall, I did cut it down. Yeah, that's so, okay. So that's fine. Okay. All right. Now look, look forward to the, to the blooms this year. Um, I'm also looking for, I've had, uh, in the past a sand cherry, um, they're actually in a bush form. Do they still come? Do they come in a tree form? Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Um, uh, you know, the purple plums do. They come in a tree form. Uh, there's, uh, you know, a couple varieties of those. You know, they both do very, very well over here. Um, and your scent cherry, uh, if you have that in a bush form, uh, once it's done blooming, uh, I would go ahead and cut that back at least halfway. Um, okay. And feed it heavy at that. Feed it now, and then feed it heavy at that time. Uh, that will really make a big difference. Um, they rejuvenate very nicely with the all new growth on there. Uh, they do look a whole lot different uh, when you cut them back than when you don't. Okay. All right. I'll try okay. that. And um, you mentioned about the uh, turning back hydrangeas. I've got a uh, just purchased it last year. The wedding gown hydrangea. Yep. And um, is that one that you do you the uh, trim back to kind of a uh, no that one no? There, no what you do with that one there you kind of look uh, uh, basically what happens you're going to lose a little bit of the tips on there uh, generally mm-hmm. anywhere from uh, you know four to four to six inches um, as you um, uh, you'll start to see now the buds will start to come on the on the uh, branches right um, and the, the, they look like the, like a bean once you see that the buds are the, about the size of a bean on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and they'll be able to tell you what's alive and what's dead. The ones that don't have the, the, the buds on there, go ahead and cut it off and trim it off. Uh, that is a fabulous plant. That thing will start blooming uh, generally about uh, mid to late May, and it will not stop until the snow flies. That, that's a fun, oh. that's one of the best of the new varieties that's come out. Oh. Great. Yeah, so great, just, just, uh, great plant. And as the um, as the flowers spent, uh, go down about two nodes below the flower and cut it off, and it just keeps right on regenerating. It just never stops blooming. Oh, great. All right. Great. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Angel. How we doing? Still good. I'm a big fan of your show. Oh, thank you. Hey, listen. Um, couple things. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've got uh, a sky. Dr- Hydrangea tree I bought last year. I don't remember the name in the middle of a bunch of evergreens. Okay. So I'm going to put the ortho tree and shrub down. Okay. But I, I get confused sometimes with the uh, iron tone, plant tone, and the uh, holly tone. Okay. What, what can I put on to make sure okay. they Okay, holly tone, holly tone goes to all evergreens. And plant tone goes to pretty much everything else. Okay, holly tone and, and uh, wait, I'm sorry. Holly, holly tone, tone, all evergreens. If yeah. it's an evergreen, whether it be an azalea, rhododendron, pine, spruces. Okay. Uh, you know, they get the holly tone and the iron tone. Everything else gets the plant tone. 
Okay, what do you mix it like two to one or one to one or you put you put like a you know depending on the size like a couple of cups on each one and just kind of spread it right around the uh, the top and the the iron the iron tone uh, like two to one whatever two uh, of the plant tone one of the uh, iron tone. Okay. Second question is I'm moving my I have a raised bed garden I'm moving it I, I'm using two by tens I noticed when I, that the dirt in the lower half got real compacted is there anything I can mix with the soil I'm going to order a new truckload of soil and I can mix with it to keep it loose yeah right? so like there's iron. a there's a product called soil perfector okay okay soil perfector is a it's it's an aggregate that it basically absorbs water and releases water. So when you go to put the soil, just go ahead and mix that right into your soil. That creates the aeration and it absorbs the excess water. And when the soil dries up, it actually releases the water. Um, mix that with, uh, you know, a planting mix um, all together with your existing soil. You'll have phenomenal soil. It dries well and it airs out well. Is that available at your store? Yeah. So it's called the Spoma Soil Perfector. Okay, well, thank you very much. All right, well, you have a great day. You too. Yeah, bye bye. Morning, Laura Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. Oh, good morning, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Excellent, thank you. I just want to tell you I'm so happy we've got a Canton store now. Well, thank you. Yeah, the, the, the beautiful place, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I have a couple questions. I know you said that you can cut a lilac all the way down to the ground. What about a Miss Kim? Uh, yep, same thing. Same thing? Yep. Well, yep. I cut mine down last year, and I don't see any new growth on it. Is it too early? It will. It will. It's, yeah, it's too early now, it's, uh, but they will. Okay. Uh, just go ahead and feed them now. You know, you know, make sure that you feed them. Mm -hmm. uh, and as, as the... Um, uh, the word, the temperatures start to warm up. You'll see that come out. It'll, it will come out right out of the ground, too. Okay. 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 Another question on the little uh, spruce trees. Is, is there something, I know there's something you can put on them to keep the uh, the little bugs off of them. Yeah, I would just get the tree and shrub protection. Uh, oh, just, okay. ju just go ahead and soak that in around it, and you're pretty well done for the year on that. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank all right, well, you have a, you have a great day. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Rangelo. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. I have trouble with uh, transplanting. I'm not transplanting. After I start my plants in the basement to take them out, to harden them off, mm -hmm. I always seem, they seem like they're scar, uh, scalding now, now in the sun. I, I try to time it, but the, they just don't seem like to hold up. Yeah, the, the, the easiest way to do it... Um, so you have them in a the basement, um, you know, the light is, you know, it's, it's, it's on the low side. When you take them out, you want to take them out on a day when either on a day when it, the first day, it, if it's cloudy, it's really the best time to do it. And then always keep them, uh, put them on the, um, uh, if they can get a couple of days of, uh, cloudy weather and be outside, uh, they really get toughened up very quickly that way. And then, uh, just give them morning sun and then let them get don't let them get the afternoon sun until about a week later um, but it takes it's a little bit of a process and you got to really pay attention to it because it doesn't take much to you know to burn them up but the best way is to take them out you know on a um, uh, on a cloudy day or you put them in a garage um, and kind of uh, uh, have them get the shade, but have them get a little bit of light in there for three, four days, uh, so that uh, they can get acclimated to the coolness and and the light uh, the light factor. 
Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, the, that's uh, that's the easiest way. But if you if you just put them right out, uh, generally they'll just burn up. Thank you. All right. You have a great day, Morgan Rangelo. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank um, you. I'm I'm calling about lavender. Uh huh. My when I was walking around out. My lavender, I did not trim back too much last year, and the poor thing, it looks so, like, bushy, scraggly, and I thought that, um, like, I thought lavender would put out shoots and then root itself. Does it not do that? Um, well, I mean, you can you can make it uh, re-root itself, especially if that's the... Uh uh, the sprawling one, but the first thing I would do with lavender right now, I would get with your hands, I would go through the plant. They have a tendency to, to have a lot of the uh, dead um, foliage and dead wood there from last year. Uh, so mm-hmm. with your hands, just clean all that out, kind of rake everything out of there, uh, make sure that's all out, uh, kind of shape it. Uh, feed it, you know, put like plantone and iron tone around there right now. And, um, or you can even put a bit of osmocote around there if you want that to really, uh, get going or grow at a much faster rate. Uh, but they will, um, as the temperatures start to go up, you will start to see that that plant will change almost on a daily basis. How it starts to green up and grow and start to get bigger. So, uh, the, you know, the temperatures have not been to where the plants have done any growing whatsoever. So right now, what you have on there is the winter uh, color uh, and the winter residue from the um, the dryness uh, of the plant. But uh, the, so what I would do right now with your hands, just clean it up, kind of rake it out, get all the debris out of it, uh, because that center, the crown, will have a lot of that debris. And the more that debris sits on that crown, the less you're going to have. Um, you know, it kind of chokes out, you know, the new growth. So very important that you clean that crown out and uh, clean around it. But uh, it will be, um, you know, just in the next couple of weeks, you'll be quite surprised how much uh, different that plant will look, you know, by the end of the month. But it's just, uh, it's a bit cold. We're about two weeks behind uh, what the, what we normally would be at this time. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. Just clean it up, feed it, and it'll be back. Uh, what should I do about the... Um it kind of had some <clears throat> small branches kind of, you know, shoot off from it. Should I just let them go or should uh, I do? I would just go ahead and, uh, you know, trim it so it's nice and even, just nice and clean, uh, just a nice round uh, ball on there, and then just let it go. Oh, Okay. Yeah, because you're going to get a lot of growth right out of the ground, plus re-breaking off of the old branches, whatever it's there. Okay, okay, all right, good. All right. Thank you so much. You all right, well, you have, have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We will be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. You are listening to Gardening with Andrew, our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Howard Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay. How about you? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Um, mock orange bushes, uh, if they were cut somewhat lower last season, uh, but I want them to grow up bigger this year. So what would I fertilize them with so they do that? Uh, I would uh, feed them plant tone and iron tone. 
I would feed them now and then feed them again at the end of June. Um, one thing about mock orange, um, what you need uh, every, um, you know, every year, you really want to remove uh, like a, the three-year-old wood, you know, right. on them. Uh, so that you keep the young wood going all the time. That's where they bloom on, um, and they keep them nice and fresh. And then every so often, uh, just go ahead and cut them down to the ground. Uh, by you cut them down to the ground, you just go ahead and bring a whole new um, growth right out, you know, uh, right out of the ground. Uh, a whole new branching. Uh, the plant definitely uh, gets to be a much better plant and much more, uh, uh, you know, a much bigger blooming uh, plant. Uh, if you don't do that, it just kind of keeps going up and up, and um, the uh, the bottom keeps getting more and more bare. So, yeah. so every so often. That's a really, you know, you're going to lose the flowers for the following year, for one year. But um, it does make a huge difference in the plant. For the, you, you can keep it, like, for about five years that way. And then just about, like, about every five years, just cut them down to the ground. And um, you'll find that uh, the plant will get to be better and better uh, as, as it gets older. Uh, the other way, it becomes so woody that that's not even pleasant to look at. And when you cut them down to the ground, you would fertilize them. Yeah, heavier. I would feed them. I would feed them heavy every year anyway. They they are a heavy feeder, that, uh, especially in the spring. Um, but the um, but you know, I said every four or five years, just uh, cut them down to the ground, and uh, uh, I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy the plant so much more. Yeah, because they, they smell so great. But they do. They're they're, they're a great plant, like I said. But uh, uh, if you see, if you would ever see one that has been treated that way, where it's been cut down, um, you know, about every uh, you know five years or so, uh, when it blooms, that that plant will actually uh, it'll bloom for like about five to six weeks. That's how long it lasts. Uh, the blooming cycle is so much longer. Wow. Okay. Yep. And speaking of uh, things that smell really great, uh, sweet autumn clematis. Yes, you can yes. cut those down to the ground. You can cut them down to the ground. You can uh, uh, clean them up and keep it all there. And uh, it all depends how much space you have. Uh, if you have a lot of space for that to grow, uh, you can actually uh, leave it all there. Uh, wait until the uh, the buds are you know are starting to show up. Clean up what's dead on them. And just let it go. It just becomes um, a, a real spectacle. And uh, uh, the bigger it gets, the fragrance uh, is just uh, amazing. And you can, if you don't have the space, you can cut it right down to the ground. It'll come right back up, and uh, uh, you control it uh, size-wise. But great plant, great plant for the landscape. And because those do grow so vigorously, do you even need to fertilize them? I would. I would. You still need uh, the feed them. Uh, you know, just like everything else, you want to keep the plant healthy. The best way to keep, to keep anything healthy is to feed them. Um, if you don't feed them, you just create an area for you, uh, a possibility for the plants to get weak. Uh, especially your evergreens, your blooming plants. Uh, they, they, you know, no different than us. They need to replace the nutrients. They need to have the nutrients in there. Right. Okay, that's great. Thanks for the information. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hi, good morning. Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? Good, and yourself? Excellent. Two quick questions for you. Um, is it a good time to dissatch my lawn? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. If um, if you're um, uh, if you want to do it when the ground is firm, not bone dry, but um, you know fairly um, have a little bit of moisture in there. Um, okay. What I would do is cut the grass first, cut it as low as you possibly can. 
Okay. Um, just drop that lawnmower. It's okay that it, you know, scars it and, you know, don't worry about that. It'll come right back. Uh, cut it down and then run the detacher, sink the blades about three quarters of an inch into the ground, run it both ways, clean everything up. Once you clean everything up, then go ahead and put the seed down, put your lime down, put your fertilizer down, and you got a brand new beautiful lawn. Okay. How about uh, core aerate uh, now or fall? Uh, okay, aeration, um, the, you know, the only time I would aerate is if you have areas where you see that your soil actually cracks open. Aerate, the benefit of aeration is to get air and moisture in area where the soil is very compacted. Okay. If you don't have that situation, um, I wouldn't do it. There's really not a lot of benefit to it. Um, I mean, but that's it. If you have areas, uh, sometimes you have areas where the soil just, for whatever reason, just count, you know, gets packed and uh, cracks open. Uh, if you have areas where you have traffic, um, on you know, on the lawn, mm-hmm. uh, I would do that. But um, uh, you know, but if you're going to do it, I would do it in the fall. Much more, uh, much more effective than it is at this time. Okay. Uh, last question. If I put down Turf Builder, can I also put down the Grubex? Absolutely. Yeah, you can definitely do them one after the other at the same time. Great. And I would put lime down over here. Uh, you know, our soil, I mean, our soil over here drains so poorly. Uh, if the pH doesn't, if the pH is not just right, uh, what happens if that pH gets a little bit too low, you're only going to get a very small portion of that fertilizer to work. Okay. That's uh, that's that's the benefit of making sure that the pH is between that five and a half and seven. That's that's the range that that pH needs to be, for to make sure that you get the most out of everything that you put down. Great. Okay. Okay, Thank you, sir. Appreciate well, you, it. You have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are we morning, doing? Angelo. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. I have a question about a Colorado blue spruce mm-hmm. in my front yard, which is very tall, maybe a hundred feet. And um, the city told me that the uh, bottom branches should be trimmed five feet from the ground, and I wasn't sure about that. I had trimmed it like last year or so, and I believe I I shouldn't have done that because they. I went online and they say for aesthetic purposes, blue spruces should be down to the ground, the branches. Yeah. Why does the city want you to uh, trim it up five feet? Pardon me. Why does the city? Well, is that because it's obstructing view? Yes, uh, 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 my pulling, neighbor pull, pulling uh, out of the driveway or something right, like that. He believes he can't see the traffic uh, because of the tree. Yeah, well, I mean, if um, if it is, you know, they do have a tendency to get quite wide, and that is sometimes when they're planted, uh, they may not, you know, they may be way bigger. Um, I mean, if it is an hazard. Um, I can see where they would want to limit up. Uh, it's not going to hurt the tree any, uh, from mm-hmm. a standpoint of, uh, health. Um, now from a static, uh, it, you know, it does change the, um, it does change the way the tree looks. Right. Um, but from a standpoint of health wise, the tree will be just fine. It's not going to hurt the tree, uh, one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, um, you know, I said if, uh, you know, if it's a sa- safety hazard, I would take a look at that. But, uh, but from a health of the tree or, or affecting the tree in any way, uh, that is not, um, that, uh, that does not do a thing to the tree. 
Oh, because I have already, it's almost five feet. The, the bottom branches are already almost five feet. Five feet, feet so, yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't understand, you know, that I'd have to trim it anymore. Yeah. Well, I said, I, you know, I, I'm not there, so I would not know how that, right. uh, that affects it. Uh, but I said, from, uh, from a health of the tree, um, it, you, if you have to trim it a little bit more, it's not going to change the, uh, it's not going to affect the tree in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And since you have a tree that it's, uh, it's been there that long, I would sure make sure that you protect that tree. I would make, that is one of the trees that I would use the tree and shrub protection on. Oh, okay. Uh, to make sure that, uh, that tree is there for a long time to come. Uh huh. Okay. 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 All right. Thank well, you, you have a great much. day. Yep. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Oh, hi, Angelo. Good you, morning. You almost answered my question when someone called about aeration. Uh huh. I thought I needed aeration, but I think maybe what I just need is thatching. There's an ugly patch of weird looking grass in the middle of the lawn. Uh huh. And I was trying to, uh, oh, uh, loosen it up and make some holes so I could maybe just throw some, uh, Good grass in there, so it would maybe overtake the ugly part. Yeah, so I would uh, the um, uh, just uh, I'll, I'll kind of go through the difference between aeration and thatching. Uh, thatching basically takes care of any um, of the debris that eventually, you know, over every two three years, kind of collects it, you know, into the grass. Uh, yeah, from, it comes from dead grass it's from thatching. Um, and by doing that, um, it really rejuvenates the grass. Uh, that's also the perfect time if you're going to do that to go ahead and overseed. It's, it's a way to, to, have to wind up with a brand new lawn very quickly and very easily without not a whole lot of, uh, work or expense. Yeah, so what Aeration is really for compaction. So if you have areas where, um, you know, there's traffic or things just uh, the soil of the the composture the composition of the soil is of a of a, of a such a heavy clay that it, it it tightens up and it does not let any air or moisture in then aeration is extremely benefit uh, so th- that's that those are the two purposes to do one or the other okay so if i have it dethatched what do you think of just adding some? Because uh, we just have seed. Quite, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, uh, and sweet but pea. sweet pea uh, right over the top. Uh, you know, go ahead and put. Uh, I said that is that is the perfect time to if if you're gonna detach, you might as well do it uh, all the way so that you really get the most benefit. Clean it. You know, sit, cut the grass down as low as your lawnmower will go, mm-hmm. and then run the detacher both ways. Clean it all up. Once you clean it up, then I would just go ahead and overseed, put your fertilizer down. If you had a grub problem, put your grub backs down and put your lime down. Mm-hmm. Put it all at one time, uh, one after the other. What, what, what do you think of that combination, uh, grass seed, fertilizer, uh, you know, that, it's a little clump. Yeah, that, that's too expensive. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, for you to do a whole lawn, now if you're going to do a little patch, that's okay, mm-hmm. but you don't want to try to do that over your whole lawn. Uh, the cost of that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have a little patch there, then that works very, very well. It's great product and it works phenomenal. 
but if you're talking about doing you know debt over your lawn, uh, that would not uh, be a you know a, a smart uh, financial move. Mm-hmm. So, so, and now is a good time to do the de- great time. Great time to do it between de-tax. you know, it, it, especially as things start to dry up. Uh, the sooner you do it, uh, the you know the the better it all work out. Well, it was uh, it's so compacted that it wasn't even wet. Yeah, then then I would then the right. the uh, the aeration definitely would work well in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. You have a great Bye. day. Yep. Bye bye. Morning, Howard Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Real good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Um, there was a gentleman that called in a little bit earlier, and I wasn't able to catch the name of the uh, hydrangea. Uh, that that wedding wedding gown. Wedding gown. And, and uh, in that in that in that wedding gown, there's a whole series of them. Okay. So there's a white, there's a pink, uh, there's a lavender. Um, those are uh, they're um, uh, they're all rebloomer uh, mm-hmm. f- and, and very compact. They don't get to be very tall either. They're only about maybe uh, 24 inches in height. Well, that would be perfect for the area that I'm thinking of. Uh, I also have a Nico Blue. Hydrangea, mm-hmm. what is the best way to take care of that, say, the, in the spring now? Yeah, the Nico Blue, what you want to do with that now is uh, it, you, you'll start to see the buds on the on the branches. As soon as yeah. you, those buds swell up to like about the size of a bean, you should be able to tell all the dead wood on top, and you are going to have some dead wood on top. So mm-hmm. once you do that, once you can, you can tell the difference between the, the good wood and the wood that's dead, Go ahead and shape it and cut it so that, you know, just go one bud below. When you make the cut, just, you know, cut into the good wood one bud. Okay. And then go all the way around. Then look inside the plant. And when you look inside the plant, you will see that there is a, a, green, a light green, a real dark green wood. And then there is a wood that's got like a silvery skin on it. Yeah. The one that has the silvery skin on it, cut that right at ground level. Get rid of it. That's not going to produce anything. It's just going to, you know, it's going to eat, but not produce a thing. Um, So, um, and they're very visible, especially before the leaves come on. They're very, very easy to see. But uh, do it as soon as that um, that bud gets to be just about the size of a bean on the side there. um, That becomes very, very, and and then after that, just go ahead and uh, uh, feed it. A holly tone and iron tone, and then I would go ahead and put the uh, uh, the the uh, sulfur, not the sulfur, the uh, aluminum sulfate, right. so that it would for the uh, to make sure that the uh, the blue gets deeper and deeper. Do it, do that now, and do that again when the buds are about the size of a quarter. Oh, great! So uh, that's the aluminum you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the aluminum. Okay. One other question: I have a beautiful Tropicana um, rose that bush a mm-hmm. hybrid rose yep and the area where i have it i've got to move it because it's the other perennials i have are choking it out it's not getting the yeah. air and the sun and that, that i yep. think it needs when is the best time for me to move that i would do that now okay yeah as soon as you can work that soil uh just go ahead and do it they, they move very easy and now would be a perfect time to do it perfect well thank you so much all right well you have a great day you too. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hey, Angelo. How we doing? Angelo. Good, how are you? Excellent. Hey, listen, I got about a 30-foot pine tree in my front yard, and 
it just seems like any time I try to grow grass either up to it or near it or underneath it, you know, it, the pine needles, when they fall, that acid just kills that yep. grass. Is there anything I can do about that? Not really. You know, you really want to stay away from that because what happens if you go to, if you go to bring the, um, the uh, soil pH up by putting a lime on there, uh, you're going to really hurt the pine because they, they really thrive on the acidity. Um, so just kind of stay away from it about uh, two, three feet from the edge of the pine. Um, you can go ahead and put the lime around that far out, but don't put the lime, you know, real close to it. So the, if I do the lime, that that two or three away from the... Uh, from the tree, tree. Fr- from the edge of the tree, yes. That'll, that'll help. Yeah, they'll help, well. absolutely. Uh, use okay. the uh, lightning lime, which, you know, uh, it reacts instantly. Uh, just go ahead and put that down and then go ahead and plant. That'll work real well. But don't put that, you know, you know, close to the drip line. Okay. So, and you called it enlightening lime? Light, lightning lime. It, it works. It, it activates as soon as the moisture hits it. It activates the, uh, the, the, it works. It releases real very quickly. Okay. Uh, one more for you. I got a sycamore in my backyard. Every time, it's like all the trees are blooming, this thing looks like it's dead. But, man, it just keeps coming back to life. Yep. They won't die, and it provides great shade over my decking area, so I yep. want to keep it. Is there any spikes or anything I should put on the ground? Uh, all, 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 all you got to do is just feed it. It's a tough tree. Uh, it will get bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, a beautiful tree. It does, uh, does very well in our area. Uh, all you got to do is just feed it, and that's it. Not, not much attacks it either. So what do you feed it with? Just a plant or an iron tone. Iron tone. Okay. All right. Hey, All right. Thanks for your help. All right. You All have right. a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Morning, Gary Angelo. Yes, Angelo. Good, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, just one quick question for you. I have low-growing ground cover St. John's wort. Okay. And at this time of year, it looks kind of beat up. I mean, it, it, from the winter, it get, um, it's some of the branches are dead, but others yep. are fine. And I'm just wondering what the best way to, to handle that. I would just go ahead and cut that down to like about four inches uh-huh. and let it come back all brand new right out of the ground. That'll be absolutely spectacular. Okay, uh, that can feed be, it, can it feed be even it. cut with like a mower or something. Yeah, you can actually cut it with a mower, absolutely. And uh, just, uh, you know, cut it down. Uh, Clean it all up, feed it, uh, plant on an iron tone, it'll come back with a vengeance. It'll be absolutely beautiful uh, the rest of the summer. Okay, very good. Okay. Thank you. All right, we have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning, how are we doing? Good morning. Great, thanks. I have a question. I have a very straight, beautiful. Um, weeping false atlas cedar. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if I'm saying those yep, words yep. in the right you, order. You, you said it right. And it's getting a little too tall and close to the house. And of course, we love the feather look. If I top that, is it going to get a split top? No, it won't. It won't get the split top. But you're not going to. You're going to. You will start to lose uh, the weeping look that it has. Okay. Uh, so, um, it'll, it'll, what happens? It'll get a little bit wider, uh, but the same thing. You can you can trim it, but you can definitely cut the top off. Uh, that okay. will, that will stop the height, and um, and then you can kind of uh, every uh, couple of years you may have to kind of trim it a little bit so that uh, it, it is going to be a little bit wider now once you cut that top. Okay, and it's okay. It, it shouldn't kill it. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. It, it, will, okay. it has no effect on the health of the tree uh, by doing okay. that. 
Okay, thank okay. you so much. All right, well, you have bye. a great day. Yep, bye-bye. More Yara Angelo. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. How are we doing? Good, how are you today? Excellent, thank you. Wonderful. I have a question about my knockout roses. Mm-hmm. They're about four feet tall, and they're kind of scraggly. I wanted to cut them back, but now I'm seeing little red leaves, and I'm no, wondering if they're too cut, late. No, no, no. Cut them back. Cut them down to like about, uh, if you can picture, like about a 10-inch basketball. Okay. Cut them down that low, and then after you do that, go inside the plant. Uh, if any old uh, uh, wood is there, like if there's branches there, like the size of your thumb, or uh, really, uh, if you see branches that have uh, the skin looks um, uh, crackling and uh, it doesn't look nice and smooth, okay. uh, cut those right at ground level. Allow leave leave only about four or five of your best branches there. Take everything else off. Uh, okay. The plant will come back with a vengeance. It'll be so much better, and uh, uh, it'll perform really, really well for you. And this is the perfect time to do it. After you do that, go ahead and feed it, um, and feed it again at the end. You know, about every six weeks. Uh, what they, should I feed it? Uh, just a roast food. Like a, they have a two-way roast food. Orto makes one. Okay. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, just. Just feed it about every six weeks, um, and then through the summer, as it gets down blooming, uh, you know they'll, they'll go through a flush. Mm-hmm. Um, then they kind of slow down. As they get down, just make sure that we, uh, when you look at the cluster of flowers there, go down about three nodes and cut them off, and they just keep right on going. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great, great day. day. Yep. Bye bye. Margaret Rangelo. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. How are we doing? Fine, thank you. Um, we have a mole problem, and they are digging up the lawn, and they are. It appears that they're going down close alongside the house. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to deal with it? Uh, there's a product called Mole Max. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a granular. Uh, put that down and water it in. Make sure that it's got to be watered in. Okay. Um, when once you you know it gets in there, uh, they will get rid of them. Okay, very good. Well, All right. Thank you so much for have your a, help. Have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Hey, uh, I trimmed my apple trees earlier in the month, and I want to spray them with uh, all season spray. Yep. And I know I got to wait until the evening temperatures are above freezing. Yep. But does it have to be dry too? I mean, yeah, rain yeah, or- yeah. You want to have it where you have the 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 full day dry. Let it dry up on the plant and let it soak in. Um, that's that's really the key to it. The key once you put it on. Uh, you want that to soak in. If it rains too quick, it washes it off too much. By leaving it on for 24 hours without rain, that will actually soak into the skin of the tree, and that's what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Good, well, thanks. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, you know, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Go ahead. Um, okay. Go ahead right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I want to um, do something better with my flower beds because they've been neglected for a while. Uh-huh. And it's confusing because I've read that you're supposed to use manure, compost, and fertilizer. Okay. And uh, so so your, what, what's in your flower bed right now? Well, I have some um, perennials, daylilies, and... Um, okay, and you want to rejuvenate the, the area. And I want to plant some... 
annuals in there. Okay. Uh, this is what I would do. Um, the perennials, you can actually go ahead and dig them up right now. As you know, you know, in a clump, and let it, and set them on the side. Then go ahead, and all you have to do, you can put the uh, soil perfector, planting mix, and work that with your existing soil, and work it really well. Then go ahead and plant. Uh, put the perennial back. Put you know whenever you're ready to plant the annuals, go ahead and plant those in there. Then uh, I would use Osmocote as a fertilizer on the on the annuals and the perennials. Um, the the Osmocote lasts about uh, two months in the ground, and just keep doing that, and the soil will be out. Very very easy to do, and the soil will be absolutely perfect. Okay. Okay. Soil okay. perfector has everything in it. Soil perfector and planting mix. Those are the two items that you mix with your existing soil. And planting mix. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right, well, you have a great day. Yep, bye-bye. Another quick thing. Uh, uh, we're out of time, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Well, the hour has gone by awful fast. Uh, pretty nice day out there, nice and warm. Uh, seems like uh, if you're by the lake, you're going to be a little bit cooler. Away from the lake, pretty warm. Uh, enjoy the day, and uh, spring is here, and uh, we'll get going. Have a great day. Bye-bye.